Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. To tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight I'm joined by Tracy and Tracy's had some fascinating UFO encounters all the way back in the 90s. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kate, and thank you for having me. I'm very, very keen to hear your story because you've had a you've actually had a couple of UFO encounters, but the one that you had in the early 90s really intrigues me. Are you able to go back to that one and kind and basically just walk me through it? Sure. Well, what happened was um, I was going to my ex ex-partner's house and it was in the, as you, as you mentioned before, it was in the early 90s and um, it was an overcast day, um, partially cloudy. And um, when I arrived, um, I collected my daughter and as we were coming out, um, I've always been an observer of the sky and for some reason something made me look up. It was quite cool. I'm guessing it was around about um, 7.30 p.m. at night. Um, it must have been daylight savings because it, w- it wasn't dark yet. So as I'm looking up, I, I noticed this really bright whitish light, but it seemed to have some sort of shape. And as I'm looking at this thing, I noticed it a larger shape, and it was it seemed to be slightly circular. But what was what really caught my eye was within this shape there was diamonds like really distinct diamond shapes and um it was like a brightish white light it was so brilliantly bright it it was it was amazing it was almost like when you look at the sun sometimes and as I'm watching this they were moving it was moving in a, a slight circular motion and as I'm looking at this thing it I could as the longer I looked at it rather I could see that 
it was um, quite large. Um, if I had to guess, it was almost as big as a, as a football field. It was really huge. And I was just, my mouth had dropped and I'm just staring at this thing and I yelled out to my ex-partner and he came out and I also had my daughter there. She would have been about five or six at the time and, and my husband, or ex-partner rather, and he was standing and I asked him what it was and he just looked up and his mouth dropped and said, I don't know. And the three of us were just standing there uh, looking at this thing and um, it, it, we were just silent for a good five minutes just looking at it, trying to make sense of what we were looking at. Um, yeah, so I, I, as I said uh, earlier, it was uh, probably about 15 minutes we were looking at this object and um, it was really, I was in awe but also a little frightened because I think because of its size as well. So, yeah. Um, also, I have to mention that um, not necessarily to suggest anything but um, uh, at that time my ex-partner lived probably about two kilometres away from a military base and I have to say if I'm honest that, that one part of me thought oh surely this couldn't be something military because you know it was completely silent that was another thing I forgot to mention that there was no sound coming from this object whatsoever. Um, I'm, to describe it uh, in a bit more detail if you can imagine a circle and you're looking up at the underneath part of the circle and it had a circle within a circle, if that makes sense. And on the outer on this on the outer edge of the circle, that's where the diamond shapes were, and it was like one big line with, with the diamond shapes within, and then they were just completely rotating. So yeah, that's um all I can really <laughs> remember about that particular incident. But you know, I've never forgotten it. It's been ingrained in my memory for such a long time. And my daughter to this day, she still remembers it also. That's a really fascinating encounter there, Tracy, because it's it's quite rare to have a, a UFO encounter with so many people for one that lasts for so long. Did you say it was 15 minutes that you saw it for? Approximately, yes, it was, 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And it just did it just stay in that one location? It did, yes. It was in the one position the whole time. It, it, it was amazing. I, like I said, it's been ingrained in my memory for so long and I've never been able to forget about it and it's, it's difficult to sort of, you know, talk to people about it because I think you're a bit of a nutter. So, yeah, I, I just I've kept it with me all this time and maybe told a select couple of people and that's about it really. So, yes. So where was this actually positioned? Because I think maybe I missed that is, was this right above where you were, where you were located or was it maybe a little bit further along the horizon or something like that? Oh, I'm, if I have to guess, um, well, it was, I was standing on the front steps of my ex-partner's house and so it was. It looked like it was directly above the house itself. It looked that way anyway. And um, if I had to guess, I would say it would have been probably, that was the other frightening thing, probably about a, a kilometre up, maybe even less than that, maybe half a kilometre, but this thing was huge. Again, if I had to guess, I'm saying it would have been the size of a football field. It was massive. That is quite large, isn't it? It is. It really is. And for you to even see the that size and that detail, I think that I think that craft would have been pretty close to you just just from everything that you've said so far. That 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 was just the, the slight frightening part about it. Um, it it was it was really close. It was really big, and, and the whole time I was looking up at this thing, of course. 
um, you know, you're trying to make sense. What is this? Is it military? It's not. A, it's obviously not a plane. It's not a helicopter. It's nothing that that we are familiar with. So, what is it? And you're just constantly questioning, trying to make sense of what we're looking at. But the, the fact that it was so or seemed to be so close, silent, and uh, it was that part of it was really frightening for for me personally, anyway. Well, that would be quite frightening. I mean, you've got something up there that's the size of a football field and it's just floating above you, above your house, above you, above your family. And it's not making any noise. And it's really just kind of defying everything that I guess physics say it should be doing. I, I should mention too, this, this was in Victoria. Uh, this was actually in sort of the outer suburbs of Melbourne. And um, it, as I mentioned, it was is relatively close to to a military base, and I believe that that particular military base is uh, signals or something. So um, I don't know whether you know. Again, I, I I'm just you know describing what I saw. Um, I don't know if there's any uh, connection between the fact that it was so close to a military base or not. But um, I just thought that was worth mentioning. No, I definitely think it is because. I, I don't know if you've you, if you heard any reports or anything from maybe weird things going on at that base, but maybe it was doing who knows I'm and I'm I'm really speculating. I'm guessing here is maybe it was doing surveillance. Maybe it was just trying to keep an eye on things happening around that area. That's a, that's actually a good point because I remember not long um, before that there was a lot of protesters around that particular base at the time. They were protesting against something. I think it was something to do with the big satellite they had there or something. So I, I don't know for sure, obviously, but um, it's certainly interesting that there was a lot going on in that aspect at that time. Yeah, it makes me wonder if there was maybe some kind of level of technology that might have been a little bit more advanced for its time that maybe this craft was keeping an eye on. Maybe. I mean, I have I have read, um, you know, um, articles before that um, – you know, when, when military have been doing testing, I believe in a, even in Australia, that, that there's been odd sightings of, of, of weird objects and have what have you um, when they've been doing that. So who knows? Yeah, it's it's definitely not an uncommon thing. So it there may be a little bit of credence to, to that theory. But I want to ask you a couple of questions about how this UFO looked, Tracy, if that's okay. Sure. So I, I understand that it was a little bit of a distance away from you, but with the with the two cylinders there, how was this a transparent or a see through vehicle that you could tell there was two two circles? It, it was really hard to describe. It was it seemed to be semi transparent. Actually, I'm glad you said that because it's just reminded me more um, more detail. Um, it looked almost like it was ca- like tr- purposely trying to camouflage itself within the cloud. But those diamond shapes that I mentioned were very, very bright and very distinct and sharp images, if that makes sense. So you could clearly see from where you were that they were definitely the that kind of pyramid triangle shape and you could even see them rotating. Yes, correct. But it was like they were all part of one structure, the diamonds, if that makes sense, and, and it was like within its second ring of the circle shape that I was seeing and they were just rotating as one, but you could see the individual shapes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it really, it does. It does. I'm kind of painting a picture of how it looks in my head. And yeah. I've never really heard of a craft that looks like this. And this is what I find so fascinating about it is that I've I've never heard of spinning triangles in a craft. So this is really unique. 
it was rotating very slowly too, not fast or anything, quite slowly and gracefully. <laughs> but yes, very slow and again, silent. That was what really boggled me was the fact that it was silent. There was no noise coming from this object whatsoever. With it being there for 15 minutes, did it, what happened? What? Did, it, did it leave or did it, did it just disappear? Was there any kind of action from the craft? No, not not only what I'd, I I explained, but um, I, I took off first after that because I think, to be honest, I was a little frightened. I don't blame so you. I, took off I don't after. blame you at all. <laughs> so I took off, yes, <laughs> with my daughter in tow. So yes, but my ex partner is a very strong man, and he was actually an ex soldier, and. Um, he um, had been in the um, military for many years, and um, even he was just gobsmacked. He 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 actually stayed there and just kept watching this thing. He didn't report any any anything different after I'd been there. But yeah, after I left, I should say. But yes. And what was his thoughts on everything that was happening there? He was speechless. He it's like I've never seen him lost for words, but he was completely speechless. He he was a man that used to talk a lot, and he was speechless. Like like myself and my daughter. Did you ever talk about the event again, or was that something that you just kind of moved on from? I did talk about it um, with my daughter, and when she got older, I I, wanted, I was curious to see whether she remembered it, and she did. And we both started talking about it, and the details that she remembered were the exact identical details that that I remembered. And I remember even drawing a you know drawing the shape on a piece of paper, and she said, "Yes, yes, that's it, that's it." And you know, it was quite interesting. I definitely don't think that's something that anyone would forget quickly. <laughs> no, no, for sure. It's always been heavily ingrained on my memory of, you know, I'd love to know what it was. I may never get the answers to those questions, but, yeah, it was something that's always stuck with me and I've always thought about it on and off the years. Do you ever think that craft was aware that you were there or do you think it was there for some completely other reason? Well, when I was looking at it, you know, the thought did cross my mind, you know, it, let's just say hypothetically that, you know, <laughs> it was being driven by, I don't know, some sort of intelligent being. Um, and I'm looking at this thing, can they see me? Do they know I'm looking or, or what have you? That thought, it sounds a bit weird, I know, but that's the thought that crossed my mind at the time. I don't think it's a weird thought at all because, I mean, if I saw something like that, especially over the top of my house and it was there for 15 minutes, I would be asking a lot of questions about what is going on and are they actually watching me? <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, no, it was, like I said, I've never forgotten it and uh, it, it both scared me and, and I was intrigued at the same time. It was, uh, yeah, it was very, very interesting. And I've never seen anything similar since or that close, but I have seen other UFOs in the past. So have you seen anything like that around that area after that event? Oh, do you mean directly after or? Yeah, or even say maybe a year or two after that or anything like that. Was there anything that you noticed that may have stuck out after that encounter? Not really, to be honest with you. I, I did see a couple of um, what, what looked like orbs very, very distant in the sky. But, they, you know, I, I don't know. My logic brain was saying, oh, maybe they're just weather balloons or or something like that, you know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and being so close yeah. to a military base as well, it it would kind of make you just go, well, that's the base doing something. Oh, you mean with the um, the lights that I saw, the smaller lights in the distance? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
But with this larger object, um, it's like, no, surely we don't have that kind of technology. Surely we don't. It was just so far advanced that, you know, I just, it just didn't make sense to me. You know, not to, not to my knowledge, we have that kind of technology anyway. No, and definitely not to mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying just before there, Tracy, that you've had an, a couple of other encounters. Do you want to tell me about those ones? Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Sure, yes. Um, I was actually um, in my backyard here where I am now and that's approximately 50 to 60 kilometres north of Melbourne and um, it's sort of where, it's an area, a town where the, the, the uh, metropolitan area meets the country and um, so it's not completely rural but it's, it's got a country feel to it anyway. Anyway, so you can see, you can still see planets at night quite clearly and stars and what have you. So I was walking at the backyard one night and I was um, just looking up the sky because I do have a fondness for the sky and I often say I'm a selenophile, which I believe is uh, the definition of that is that you like the moon a lot. Um, and I was looking up in the sky and um, I saw these flashes through my peripheral vision and when I sort of just kept looking to my left, which is where I, I noticed these flashes, I saw two or three, I think, I think it was three lights and they were like a silver white light and they were in the distance and they would flash and then stop and then flash and then stop and then they'd do it intermittently and then they, they would move um, in different directions, the three of them. And this was, I watched those for about five minutes and that was in the backyard here. And, and I called my husband and I called my daughter and she came out and we're all there, the three of us. And um, while they were looking at those lights that I was describing, as I looked to my right, slightly to my right, I saw this big flash of semi-white amber light streak across the sky. Now, it wasn't a falling star because I've seen many of those before. This was a lot bigger and it just, within seconds, just flashed on the diagonal. It almost looked like um, a comet, um, but it was a lot bigger. And it was, and it just sort of flashed really quickly. And this was all happening at the same time that I was pointing out these lights to my left, to my husband, now husband and my daughter. That's really fascinating. Did you did you hear any sonic booms? Did you hear anything like that? No, there was there was no sound. There was um, it was a very clear night too. I might add, it was a warm, clear night, and um, no, no sound whatsoever. But um, they were there for a good five minutes. And another time, uh, also where I am now in the backyard, I um, I actually saw the similar lights, but that was during the daytime, and they were in the distance also, almost in the same sort of location. And um, I actually uh, turned my, I got my phone out and tried to videotape them. And um, 
when I was trying to video them, and, and I'm pretty sure I got them, but when I brought the phone inside later on, there was nothing on the on the video. So the, the video file was just gone completely or it was just recording a, a blank screen? Pretty much. It was just like a blank screen. I thought, this is odd because, you know, I mean, I, ha- I didn't have my finger over the viewer or anything like that. And I thought that was really odd. Yeah, it's it can be a really really tricky thing to record lights at night because to get the the exposure of those lights from some so far away can camera sensors they they really aren't overly fantastic in low light situations. So yeah. there there might be a, a a much more I guess boring explanation for that one, but um I mean yeah. the lights in the sky they're definitely not boring. <laughs> no, no, no. Another thing that happened that it's probably totally not related was I heard, I felt, you know when you have a bird close to you, a large bird, let's just say, and you, you, you can hear the flapping of the wings? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of going to sound really crazy, I know. I'm a bit sort of nervous about explaining this, but oh well. Um, not long after seeing those lights in the distance at night, um, I heard the flapping of wings and I actually felt the breeze go over my head. I almost, I actually ducked and my husband saw me duck and it was like something flew really close to my head and there was a, like a flap and, and, and a breeze and I looked up and I couldn't see any birds or anything. I thought that was really strange too. You know what? It might not be as strange as you think because – these, it's not uncommon for people to, I guess, experience an owl-like creature when they see UFOs. I guess regularly as and as regularly as you do, because there's a there's a theory out there that people believe that, um, I guess, extraterrestrial beings mask themselves as as an owl or as a bird to, I guess, make it a little bit easier for for I guess us humans to comprehend what's going on and almost as a way not to reveal themselves. I have read something, a little something about that, but I, I didn't really take it, you know, that seriously. Um, but now that you've said it, maybe, who knows? Um, I was actually quite, I don't know, not in a frightened for that word, but it, it sort of shocked me a little bit because I was expecting to see the bird that flew low, like above my head, but when I looked, there was, not, there was nothing. I couldn't see anything. And like I said, my hus- my husband saw me duck and everything too. So. And have you ever encountered paranormal events in that house at all? In the house I'm in mean, now, no, I, I not really. I I often have said to to my husband, I I sense that someone's here, you know, or I'll see a a flash of something, you know, go past me in my peripheral vision. But that's about it. I, I don't know whether that's paranormal or not. But that's that's the only real experiences I've had. So. Yeah, I'm just wondering if there if there's a connection going on there or not, or or it could just be a crazy world of coincidences as well. That's true. Yeah, but but definitely, I felt the breeze. The the breeze, like it really felt like like you said, a large bird had flew flew over my head, and um, I I heard like a wing. Something like that, like a noise, like a flapping of wings or something, and a breeze. I felt the breeze, and I, and I ducked in response to it. So yes, I don't think that's as crazy as as you you may worry that it comes across because I I believe a lot of people would would be able to I guess connect with you on that type of phenomenon. Oh no, I was just going to say there was uh, uh, I had uh, my husband as a witness with another. Um, experienced uh, in, in the area that I'm in now too. Um, that was approximately in about oh, probably 
2016, around there somewhere. And we had a power outage in the whole town here. And it was a hot, sort of sticky, rainy night. And um, the power outage went for quite some hours. And uh, so we couldn't do much not having any power. So we decided to go walk around the town and have, have a look and see if we could see what was going on. And as we were doing this, again, I saw, uh, or we saw rather, some bluish, whitish, bright light in the distance, but it was more like sort of close to the ground, but smaller. Uh, light, it was almost like a beam of light, but it was rotating in the distance. And so I, I thought at first, oh, maybe it's some sort of like, I don't know, emergency vehicle, SES or, or something like that, fixing the, the lines or trying to or what have you. But as we got closer, that wasn't the case. So we decided to take another route and we kind of turned around and doubled back and went in another direction. And it was like this light thing was following us and we saw it again. And it was like, again, like a, more like a beam and it was rotating again, but it was in a fair distance. If I had to guess, I'd say it would have been about, I don't know, probably about, oh, um, I'm going in the old measurement here, probably about 300 yards, maybe 200 yards away. But it seemed like every direction we turned, this light would appear. Did you feel like that was actually following you? It did feel like that. And I got to the point where, I don't know, for whatever reason, it scared me. And I said to my husband, I said, let's go home. Let's go Let's go back. I'm, it's starting to, to freak me out a bit. Let's go home. What did your but husband think like, of it? He, oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a funny funny soul. He, um, I think he's a, a real sceptic in a way. And, and, you know, there's been other encounters I've had where I've, of you know visions of, of objects and I've um, told him about them. He's going, oh, it's probably just you know reflection or whatever, and he'll make up some sort of logical reason as to what I'm seeing. Um, so yeah, he 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 didn't quite know what to make make of it. He he couldn't come up with any answers for this one. I have to say, but um, yeah, that's his 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 take on it all. He's <laughs> There's been a couple I've seen when, uh, you know, he hasn't been looking and uh, he's tried to make, you know, give me a logical reason as to what it was I was seeing, so. Well, he might be one step closer to being a believer now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tracy, what do you uh, think these these events are? Do you think there's something that's paranormal? Do you think it's something from out of this world? Do you think it's, and if it is from out of this world, do you think they're they're piloted by, by creatures? Oh, uh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Um, that that's my honest answer. I I, I don't know. I, I get a feeling that um, I I don't believe we have this technology. I, I to see such things like this that 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 it can just sort of move around with no sound and project themselves and move into one position, then move quickly into another position within seconds. I I just find that hard to comprehend that it's anything that we have in regards to technology. So I, I really don't know. Maybe some of it could be perhaps military. But as for the flashes that I saw up in the distance in the backyard, I don't think they were. Um, I don't think they were military. I got the feeling that they were being controlled by something or someone else. Um, same with these. The, the obviously the, the big one that I saw in the early nineties. That that obviously I don't think that was military. I get the feeling that it was something intelligent that we don't know of yet that 
controlling that. Um, yeah, some of it may be military, some of it may not be. I, I don't really know. That's my answer. <laughs> and you know what? There's there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to it because at the end of the yeah. day, no one no one knows. That's the that's yeah. the beauty of it, and it, it's it's great because that gives everyone their their own opinion, their own voice about what they think they saw, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I can tell you though a couple of sightings I had in the past that um, when I was a kid, they um, if if you'd like me to, yeah, absolutely. Um, I lived in this place that was a bit more, um, I guess, bush-like, I suppose. And it was in the 70s. And I would have been probably around about, um, I think, about 12, 13, around that age. And um, I had witnesses. And there was my brother and a couple of friends. And it was about 10 o'clock at night. Big clouds around, not many, not overly overcast. It was quite warm. And um, it would have been... Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was just a little bit cloudy, and um, we're looking up, we we're mucking around out there, and we had paddocks in the back, and we we're running around and doing stuff that kids do. And uh, all of a sudden, I looked up and I noticed this light circling in and out the clouds. It would have been very high up, but it had kind of like a transparent, kind of semi-transparent beam type appearance to it. And I called out to my brother and our friends, and they were all looking at it as well. At it as well, and we we're looking at it for a couple of minutes. And I remember even running into my mum and saying, "Mum, mum, look! You know, we're seeing this weird thing in the sky." And she told us to sort of go back and play, and we've been watching too much television. Um, but that was actually that sighting was actually reported in our in the uh, Melbourne newspaper the next day. Wow, was it really? Yes, it was. People all over Melbourne saw it. So we weren't the only one. That really adds a lot of validation to it, doesn't it? It does. And I said to my mum, Steve, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was telling her about this uh, the next day, she also she explained to me that in the 60s in a town called Elfham, which is in, um, in, I'm showing my age a bit now, but that doesn't matter. Um, in Elfham North, I believe, that nearly the whole town of Elfham North in about the mid to late 60s, I think it was, witnessed several UFOs in the sky at, during that time. Wow, I'll have to look into that. That that would be that would be pretty major. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I haven't done any research on to sort of validate that or anything, but that's what I was told. Um, yeah, so... That was quite interesting. Yeah, I can, um, I can and, imagine the listeners who um who might be around that area, they might be able to shine a little bit of light on that. They'll be they'll be pretty is, interesting to find out. That would be great if they could, because I'd be interested as well. And I have one more I could tell you about. Yeah, absolutely. We've we've definitely got the time. <laughs> um, I was traveling. Uh, this was probably in the early two thousands when I was traveling. It was a, it was about really late at night, probably midnight or just after. And we'd been out on a night out, um, and uh, I was with my husband, and we were in the car. Um, it was raining, and we we're driving in the dark, and everything. It was raining, quite cold, and I was just looking out the window as one does sometimes when there are passenger in the car, and I looked out and noticed an amber light. And that was making, uh, that was sort of in the sky in the distance and that was dot, sort of dotting in and out and circling within the clouds and making bizarre movements and all in a matter of seconds. And I was watching this thing until it went out of view. 
And uh, that was probably, I was watching that for probably about two or three minutes. And uh, that also was reported in a Melbourne, in the major Melbourne newspaper the next day as well. Tracy, you seem to almost be a magnet for these things. <laughs> well, this, you've got to remember, this is, you know, I was mentioning sort of the 60s, the 70s, and, and I noticed there's a lot, like, media reports a lot in the 80s, in my experience, that were reporting a lot of UFOs around that time. But there's kind of gaps in between, if that, yeah, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like I see them every year or anything like that. And if I do see, see a couple, like, in, it might be what one, two, or three in a year or something, but there's usually like spaces of a few years in between, if that makes sense to you. It, it yeah. really does. It does. But I have to say, Tracy, you you've had some pretty fascinating encounters with UFOs over over your life, and to be honest, I'm I'm kind of envious of some of them because they they have absolutely fascinated me, especially the one that was the size of a football field. I mean. It sounds terrifying, but it would have been something I would have loved to see as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little bit frightening for me, I have to say. <laughs> yes, it's um, it was amazing that that one. It, like I said, that's the one that that is really etched in my memory. You know, it's and and you know, it's great to be able to sort of get this out and talk to someone about it because I really have kept a lot of this, you know. Within myself, I haven't spoken to many people about it at all, apart from my husband. But um, because uh, you know, of course, again, there's that fear of being ridiculed. Well, I do want to thank you for coming on the show because it means so much that you'd share those encounters with with me, and not only me, the of course the listeners of the show. It's it's really fantastic of you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Kate. I appreciate that. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.